Can I get a oh yeah? Welcome to Podcast My Brand, where we help you launch your branded podcast, get better at the craft of podcasting, grow your audience, and make cash from your show. I'm your host, Elsie, the mayor of Podcast Town. Let's get to it. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. All right, John, welcome to Podcast My Brand. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for inviting me on, Elsie. Really, really impressed to be here. It's pretty cool. Well, that's cool for me to be here. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, before we get into the goods, all of the fun, all of the information, John, can I get an oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I've been practicing all day, you know, I've been sat there in the mirror doing, going, oh yeah. And I was thinking, should I do try and do like classic British? Oh yeah. Or should I try and, because if I do anything else, I'm just going to sound stupid. Yes. Well, I happen to appreciate that. Oh yeah. So thank you very much. No problem. My pleasure. <laughs> so John, tell us about your podcast. What is the specialness? Because you, you're a pro at this. So I'm, I'm curious to dig into that a little bit, but tell us a little bit about your show. Yeah, the show's called Not Another Marketing Podcast. Not Another Marketing Podcast, yeah. Um, when I was thinking of the name, I kind of got, got a page 50 of Google, and there were still marketing podcasts coming, and they didn't stop, and they kept coming, and I was just sat there thinking to myself, oh, man, not another marketing podcast. Oh, that, that's the name. There we go. So um, that's kind of how the name came along. But the focus is about improving skills and knowledge for marketing executives, freelancers, small biz owners, people like that, to kind of understand what's happening in the marketing world at the moment. So it's an interview-based podcast. Interview somebody once a week, and we talk about kind of specific topics in the, the marketing world. I don't know, things like artificial intelligence or email marketing or something like that. And, and that's kind of the, the focus. It's short, it's sweet, and it gets to the point. So I just happen to know from talking with you in the green room and, and doing some bit of research on my end, you've been in radio for, you were in radio for a little bit. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that. I'm, I'm always curious for you radio folks, how that transition from radio to podcasting was. Yeah, it's really easy, but at the same time, it's really, really different. I take quite an, a, a radio approach to my podcast. So you won't hear an awful lot of waffle. You know, you've heard marketing podcasts. You've heard all sort of mar mar podcasts where the first 10 minutes is congratulatory stuff. Oh, you're so amazing. Oh, about your book. And oh, you're just awesome. You're just amazing. Just tell me how awesome I am. And there's all of this going on for like 10 minutes and stuff. And like, you'd have never got away with that on radio. You'd have been fired within 10 minutes. So I kind of like take that kind of radio side of things into it where everything's a little more polished, hopefully, um, a little more concise. There's almost a time limit. There isn't a time limit, but, but there is. So I kind of ask questions, short questions to try and get answers, um, like you would do, I suppose, in a, in a radio program. Um, so that, that's kind of how it works. But I had great fun doing radio. I mean, it was back in the day, mainly through the 90s. Um, so it was good fun back then. Yeah, definitely. So tell me about some podcast ring, something mm. that's happened to you or for you because of your show. Mm, yeah, I think on the personal side of things, I think it's almost helped me find kind of like my love for audio again, and particularly audio, because that's the kind of the thing which drove me into radio. 
right? I was never interested in TV. And to be honest, most radio folk you talk to hate TV. If they have to do any TV work, they absolutely hate it. It's just like, get me off the camera. Um, you much prefer just sitting there in a little room on your own with a microphone and kind of like your audience. So yeah, on a personal side, it helped me kind of like find that love again for radio, for, for, for audio, I think. And on the professional side of it, it, it basically, it, it's helped me build trust and authority within my personal brand, I think. Um, if somebody lands on one of my training pages, for example, and then they listen to a podcast episode, you're pretty much guaranteed a lead because th they've heard your voice. They know what you sound like. It builds that trust. You think to yourself, oh, they sound genuine-ish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, and hopefully you get a lead with it. And I think hearing someone um, builds trust and authority. And it's difficult to do that digitally, I think. Because we're, we're kind of disconnected from people, aren't we, when we do just, If you're just writing a blog post, it's difficult to build trust just through a blog post, isn't it? It's um, much easier when somebody can hear you and see you. Absolutely. What are some of the ways that you've been able to get better as a podcaster, at the craft of podcasting? Mm, that's a good one, that is. I think the technical side of it, for me particularly, I mean, yes, the broadcasting side of it, the presenting side of it, for sure. Um, I was really rusty when I came back into it because I'd had a break and I was working in basically doing content marketing work for, for, for a long time. And I think, yeah, I think that feeling that you've, I don't know, you've, you've almost lost it a little bit and you need to, need to try and get, get back into the vibe sort of thing. So uh, I think it took a little bit of a while to get back into things. Um, but, but, but then kind of flowed from then, to be honest with you. I think the technical side more so because radio presenters have no freaking idea what microphone they're using, right? They don't care. They don't care about the mixing desk. They don't give two hoots about the headphones as long as they're comfy. Radio presenters don't give a monkeys about any of that, right? It's just like, that's the engineer's problem if it all goes wrong. Whereas when you move into podcasting, particularly when you go searching YouTube, oh, what microphone have you got? What, what this, that, and the other? What mix are you using? And, all, and the gear becomes much more important. So I think definitely it's taught me how to do gear a bit better. Yeah, definitely. Got it. I can definitely identify with that. And, um, and you guys can't see this, but John is sitting in what I would refer to as a podcast fort. Fort. Yeah. You have to tell us about this, John. Why, why are you sitting in a podcast fort? Well, it, it actually looks like I'm inside a sofa, basically. Um, it's, I built it the, during lockdown because my little home office, which I was working from, sounded like I was broadcasting from the toilet. Uh, I, I, I had like, you know, it, there was like that echo and, and it was the spare room in the house and there was no furnishings and the, the walls were just painted white and it was just the boring room of the house. And um, we got the desk and everything and I pulled the microphone, set it all up and it sounded like I was in the toilet. And I'm thinking, this is no good at all. It's like, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but, but there was a bit of an echo and I could tell that there was a little bit of an echo. And what I wanted to was, was to try and deaden the room. So what I did was, you know, those really cheap little greenhouse things, which you can buy, which have like the plastic covers over the top of them, and you can grow tomatoes and things like that inside. Right. Mm. Well, I bought one of those and I ditched the plastic sheet. So it just got like a metal frame with a shelf in it. Right. And then I attached a whole load of blankets from Amazon over the whole frame, put a piece of wood on top of the shelf, 
I've got a monitor, I've got a webcam, I've got a keyboard, I've got an audio interface, microphone, all of that, all set up in there. And it's what it's done is it's kind of deadened the room. There's no echo, hopefully, at all. And it sounds like you're almost in a radio studio. It's not soundproof, but it's as near as you can get it in your house. Yeah, no, you sound fantastic. Um, speaking of innovation and kind of going on the fly, do you like trivia, John? Yeah, well, mm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I used to be, I think I used to be good at it. Well, it depends what subject. Well, we're about to find out. <laughs> Runs podcast town. All right, John, I am going to give you six categories. Arts, okay. geography, science, history, general, or entertainment. Which one would you like? <clears throat> okay. I think let's go for geography. Oh. All right. So what Make wor- it easy. What word comes from the name of a hot spring in Iceland? What word comes from the name of a hot spring in Iceland? Iceland. Oh. Well, I have no idea, but I'm <laughs> going to say something like Thor. No. Yeah. It is thought as much. Geyser. Oh, really? Right. I'll remember that one. I was trying to think about how to pronounce that really complicated volcano in Iceland. And I thought, no, I won't even try it. <laughs> All right. Let's do one more arts, science, history, general, or entertainment. Oh, Lordy, let's go entertainment, but make it easy. Make it something music from the 80s. I can do that. Okay. Who was the first woman monster to appear in in a movie? (laughs) Who was the first woman monster to appear in a movie? Oh. This this could be dangerous. <laughs> I've got like loads of names running through my head. Um, I have no idea. I mean, the Bride of Frankenstein. Final answer. Yeah, go on. I love the like the pregnant pause right now where you're. <laughs> really? That is actually that the correct. I got one right. Oh man. <laughs> All right, let's do let's do one more. Um, arts, science, history, or general? Oh, let's go history. Oh, you're gonna get this. One. Okay. What parade first wound through New Orleans streets in 1838? What parade first wound through New Orleans streets? In 1838. I'm. Go- I. I know this. I do. You're gonna. You're gonna give me the answer, and I'm gonna know this. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of it. Is it? It's not Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. is it? I'm not gonna tell you, John. Mardi Gras. Whoa! Correct. Well, that is. That's a decent showing, John. You got two yes, out of yeah. three. I'm, I'm, imp- I'm impressed myself here. I am, I am impressed as well. 
I'm more astonished, actually. <laughs> astonished and impressed. Yeah. So one of the biggest questions I always get, and I'm sure you get the same thing um, from podcasters all across the land. How in the world do you grow your audience? What are some uh, of the things that you've done over the years to move the needle? Yeah. I think social media, in a way, has a role to play in this, but not in the sense that you probably think, th think about it. If you're throwing your podcast episodes at social media and hoping to get listens out of it, then you, it's not going to work. You're not, you're not going to work. You need a platform beforehand to do that. Um, is the same with anything. If, if you've not got the people actually connected to social media who are interested in what you're producing, then you're not going to get any listens. So just throwing episodes of social media is no good. But I think social media, in a sense, what you can do with that is try and build a community around your podcast, around what you do and how you do it. And when you do that, um, then you'll start getting the, the listeners. Uh, one of the things I do quite a, quite a lot is create like little clips, um, like maybe 30 second, one minute clips and, and push them up to, to social media. But I mean, slapping a hashtag on an episode and sticking it on Twitter is not going to get you a listen. Mm -hmm. You've got to focus more on the why of your podcast. Why is your podcast existing in the first place? And then try and do things around that to build an audience for the podcast, if that makes sense. So I think social's got to play. I, th I think in real life as well, um, you know, I, I know it's been difficult, obviously, the last couple of years, but um, now that, you know, expos and, and business groups and things like that are starting, if you've got a business podcast, if you've got, you've got an entertainment, but whatever type of podcast is, there's going to be a group or a meeting or a, a community of people who meet in real life. Go and do a talk. Go and do a chat. Go and tell them something they didn't know. and. That helps, I think, quite a lot because word of mouth is quite, quite important. And I think, I think one thing which I've had a little bit of success with is, is YouTube clips, um, particularly where you're answering questions and kind of solving problems for people because those searches which folks make on Google are, are usually a question and they throw YouTube videos at you. So if you can kind of like jump on the back of that and we can have a one minute, two minute clip or something about answering a certain question, then, then hopefully you'll get it. So that, that's kind of like how I tend to approach it. But I think I like the in real life thing the best. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, I know we mentioned before some of the ways that you're, you're getting value from your show is um, the authority, certain the sales cycle, things like that. Mm. What are some other ways that you, you get value from your show? Mm. Yeah. It makes you feel good. Yeah, it makes you feel good, doesn't it? It does. It makes you feel good. I mean, when somebody tells you that they've listened to an episode and they've learned something, um, it does actually make you feel good. And that might sound a little bit selfish, um, but it's not, I don't think. Um, but I think it does, does actually make you feel good when you, when you kind of, of hear from, from, from people who've listened to the show and they've enjoyed it. I used to get, get that from radio a lot. Folks would tell you, oh, I really enjoyed the show. You get asked for an autograph or something like that when you're opening the school fate, <laughs> that sort of thing. And like, it would rub your ego a little bit. So I'm not afraid to say that. I quite like that. Yeah. Got it. And fun is so much a part of my life and of my business that it's actually one of my company's values. <laughs> if it's yeah. not fun, I don't do it anymore. I'm, I'm at that stage in life. 
Yeah, well, it's one of the reasons why I left radio was because radio, particularly in the UK, be, suddenly became sort of like in the late 90s, early 2000s, well, mid 2000s. Really. So it, it became very corporate, extremely corporate. And, and you went, I mean, to, to give you a really quick story, it, it started off like 1989 when I started, they'd give you a car to give away. And they'd say, here's a car, give it away on the radio. And you'd have to think up your own competition. You'd have to run it through legal, you'd have to make all your trailers and your jingles, and you'd, you'd have to think of the mechanics of the competition, everything. And then you put it live, so you're creating something. When I left radio, Sunlight, late 2000s, there was, um, I, I got given boxes, and you've got a red box, a yellow box, and a blue box. And then you had a piece of paper which said, red six. So you pick up the card in the box, number six card out of the red box, and you would say, you'd say, hi. I'm, insert name, on the all-new inside, insert radio station name. And, and you would have to read all this card, word for word, and then you would stop. Mm. And that's why I lost the love mm. at a radio in the end, because it became corporate. So I think, um, yeah, you, you've got to enjoy yourself when you're doing it, definitely. Mm -hmm. Speaking of love, passion, mm. integrity, our next segment of the program is called Two Truths and a Lie. So here's what you're going to do, John. You're going to tell me three things about yourself. Two of them are going to be true. And one of them is going to be a big fat lie. I'll give myself a second to gather myself and then we'll play. All right. Hit me. I'm ready. Okay. I'll prep this. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Those are These are the worst ones because you've thought about this. Oh, I'm in for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, right. Which one's the lie? Which one's the lie? Right. Victoria Beckham, you know, David Beckham's wife, right? Spice Girl. Yep. Victoria Beckham once asked me for a bottle of water. Okay. Madonna made me a cup of tea. <laughs> okay. Okay. And... I turned down an interview with the global supergroup Genesis because I didn't know who they were. Um, so which one's the lie? Hmm. <laughs> I think Victoria Beckham somehow did indeed actually for a, a, a glass of water. I think Madonna did make you tea. I don't know why I think that's true. <laughs> I think the lie is you turned down an interview from Genesis. I think being a radio guy, you, you would know who they are. Oh, no. <laughs> Madonna never made me a cup of tea. <laughs> <sighs> but I did turn down an interview with Genesis because I was 22 years old and I had no idea who they were. <laughs> Got it's it. like Phil, Phil Collins. How'd that, how'd that work out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, uh, the, the Victoria Beckham one was quite amusing, really, because we were doing a presser for one of the, one of the Spice Girls albums. And we got like five minutes with, with one Spice Girl. And that was it. And um, I had Victoria Beckham. And just before we started the interview, she said, could you pass me a bottle of water, please? <laughs> <laughs> That's like my claim to fame. Now. Got it. Got it. Well, John, thank you so much for sharing with us, having some fun, being a good sport. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, learn more about what you do, and, uh, or, and or say hi, how can they do that? 
Yeah, sure. The podcast, not another marketing podcast. Uh, just search on your podcast app. You'll find that. Um, the website is jtid.co.uk. Twitter, at John Tromans, John without a H. Facebook, exactly the same. Yep, you'll find me. Just search for me. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, LZ. Enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Podcast My Brand. If you got value from the show, join our email list for show updates and exclusive tips on building trust, growing influence, and increasing authority with your podcast brand. Thanks again, and we'll talk with you guys next time.